Hey, it's Darren Sargent. This is our fourth installment in a series we're doing this week called This Single Choice. I would encourage you, if you haven't listened to any this week, go back. Go back to episode number 10, I believe it is, and listen, and then 11, 12, and you get what I'm trying to say. This is episode 13 of the Darren Sargent Show, Life Advice from a Single-Handed Perspective. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I am very, very excited about this episode. I can't wait to share right here on the Darren Sargent Show. Allow me to remind you today of a series that I put together called The Beaptitudes, Five Life Apps Every Student Needs. If you are a student leader, if you are a student ministries leader, a youth pastor, I would encourage you to go to my website or go to the show notes here. There's a link in the show notes, but you can go to my website as well. DarrenSargent.com, click on my resource tab, and there you can find some things that I offer. More stuff is on its way, and I'm very, very excited to share some things that I'm currently working on, but we won't talk about them right now. We're going to get into this episode of the series, This Single Choice. We've been talking about attitude. Today, I want to talk about how your attitude overcomes adversity. Now, all of us experience adversity. Life can be a grindstone chipping away at our very existence. Now, let me just say this. If what you are doing doesn't produce resistance, probably what you're doing is not worth doing. I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but there's something about resistance that produces strength. Without the resistance of water, ships can't float. Without the resistance of air, planes aren't going to be able to fly. And without the resistance of gravity, you and I would be floating all over the place. We wouldn't be able to walk. Adversity can become opportunity if you possess the right attitude. Now, this is huge in my life, being born the way that I was. I have faced a lot of adversity, and I had to set my attitude correct in order to overcome it. I had to look at the adversity as an opportunity, not as an obstacle. Now, I've met countless people living life that did not allow the adverse circumstances that they faced to dictate their future. I've met many people, and I'm thankful that I have, that have taken lemons and made lemonade, so to speak. They have, they have literally been able to overcome things that everyone else saw as obstacles and insurmountable odds. Hey, a rubber band is effective only when it is stretched. We've all heard a turtle gets nowhere until it sticks its neck out. And uh, here's one more. Kites rise against the wind, not with the wind. It's resistance that causes things to flourish. And the process of struggle in our lives always develops our character, our strength, our mind, our fortitude. When I look at Scripture and even when I have gone to different shops where there is a potter there, someone that works with 
clay and as a, into pottery. The process of the potter is always interesting to me. Jeremiah writes about the potter, and he talks about how there, there became a flaw in, in the product that the potter was working on and, and how the potter smashed it down and began to work it again. And when he finally finished it, he places it in the fire, and he takes it out. And some potters will take a, a, a tool that they have, and they will strike the edge of that vessel, and it will make a certain sound, and they know that it is done. There are times that God will smash you and I down to take out imperfections in our character so that he can do things with us. He'll place us in the fire, so to speak, to finish the work. He doesn't place you in the fire to torment you. It's to refine you. It's to perfect you. That's why the writer said, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials that you go through. Now, gold, pure gold, has to be melted down so all the impurities can come out of it. When we are in the middle of struggle, when we are facing difficult things in our life, we often get discouraged. Why, why do we get discouraged? I think we get to a place where we start counting our blessings on our fingers and our miseries on our calculators. When I go through difficult times, when I find myself in storms, I have to remind myself constantly that those things are intended to make me a better person, not a bitter person. That's why he said, count it all joy. God is going to look over every single one of us on judgment day, not for medals, not for things that we have accomplished. He's going to look us over on judgment day for scars, scars, those things that marked our lives and changed us for the better. When you look at Scripture, specifically concerning the children of Israel, they found themselves, they got themselves in a trap, a trap of murmuring and complaining. We're back into the book of Philippians here, Paul writing, he says, do all things in chapter 2, verse 14, do all things without murmurings and disputings. He says, don't grumble, don't gripe, don't spend your life constantly being negative. The writer of Jude says in verse 14, behold, the Lord comes with 10,000 of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against them. Watch this. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. Right there, that scripture tells me that complainers are on God's judgment list. Your attitude that overcomes adversity is one that refuses to grumble or gripe. I don't care how bad it may be right now in your life. Don't fall into the trap of murmuring and complaining and griping. When Israel murmured, God sent snakes to bite them. I don't like snakes. I hate snakes. If God did that in your church this Sunday, I think most churches might look like a reptile house. Ouch. I probably shouldn't have said that. Another thing that we we fall into and we're facing adversity and trials and obstacles and what seems to be mountains in our way. We, 
We play the blame game. This is when you refuse to take responsibility for who you are and for what you have become. It's someone else's fault. You were not given enough cookies when you were nine years old, so you turned out to be a psychopathic liar. Come on. You've got to take charge of your life or someone else will. If you do not take responsibility for your life, there's no hope for you. Why? Because change is not possible until you accept responsibility for yourself. A few episodes ago, a couple weeks ago, I said you can only fix what you're willing to face. You can only correct what you're willing to confront. If you empower, oh man, I'm getting myself in trouble on this episode, but uh, go ahead, send me all the mail. Go ahead, send me the hate mail and say, I don't understand. Send it on, but this needs to be said. Someone's got to say it. If you empower other people to control your destiny, there will never be change in your life. You cannot change them. You can only change yourself. When we blame others, we extend the differences between us and that other person. We poison our relationships. When we blame ourselves, we multiply our guilt. And then when we blame God, you know what we do? We cut off our only source of power because blame never affirms, it assaults. Blame never restores, it wounds. Blame never solves, it complicates. Blame never unites, it separates. Blame never smiles, it frowns. Blame never forgives, it rejects. Blame never builds, it destroys. And until you and I can develop the attitude that overcomes adversity and stop blaming yourself, stop blaming your parents, stop blaming your Boy Scout leader, God and others, you will never live one happy day. Your mind, my mind, it's like a computer, folks. It's junk in and junk out. If you think about every offense that has ever come your way, your mind will be corrupted for life. But if you choose to pack it all up, and keep smiling, and keep moving forward, and remember that your steps are ordered of the Lord. If you can do that, hell cannot beat you. Your enemy cannot destroy you. Those that are against you will fall on the right hand and on the left. I'm speaking to someone today that is allowing the opinions of others to dictate your life. You see it as an adversary. You see it as adversity, and you don't know what to do. I'm telling you, don't gripe. Don't complain. Don't blame others. Step up. Move forward. I urge you to take control of your thoughts. I urge you to take control of your future, your destiny, your soul, your marriage, your friendships, your relationships, whatever it is. Feast on the word of God. That produces positive change. Get yourself surrounded by people that will encourage you instead of tearing you down. I don't let negative people into my life that always want to speak negative against the world and against me and against whatever. I, I don't, I'm not going there. Your attitude can overcome adversity. Thank you once again for joining. We got one more to knock out. I hope you'll join us. If you'd like to know more about what's going on, visit DarrenSargent.com. All of my resources there. On that page, I've got T-shirts. Yes, I've got T-shirts. I've got hoodies. Yes, I've got hoodies. Go pick some up. 
at darrensargent.com. As always, please rate, review, subscribe, comment, let people know about the Darren Sargent Show. If you'd like to help sponsor us, you can go to my Patreon page. We're trying to keep this moving forward. Takes a lot to get it going, keep it rolling. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your support. I appreciate all the positive comments about the Darren Sargent Show. Everything you can find there on my show notes or visit me at darrensargent.com.